Hello, welcome to KiveCast 97. The original version of this episode was released on April Fool's Day, 2019. Uh, this was the joke. In April Fool's 2018, uh, Steve and I released an episode called Polish Collectibles. And instead of having it be about, like, bootlegs from Poland, it was interview with uh, Katie Garvey, Tommy Garvey's sister, about nail polish. I made a whole super crazy episode that's still basically impossible to find, but if you ask me nicely, I can tell you where it's located. And so then this year, after Jakub Brzezinski uh, came out with, uh, with his book about Polish bootlegs, I thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if we released an episode and called it Polish bootlegs, I mean Polish collectibles, and saw if anyone bought it and tried to, like, listen to it. Um, I also created sort of a weird fake radio show for some reason, because Jakub is also a, uh, uh, a classical musician and singer. Um, so I'm also going to hide the original April Fool's version of this episode somewhere on the internet. Um, it'll be up on the Facebook page, I mean on the YouTube page, there'll be ways to find it. And, uh, you know, if you're a loyal space freak, you've already got it downloaded. And it's now a collectible, just like episode 79 and the original uh, and the original April Fool's 2018. So I'm really excited to do this. Um, Steve was not available because we were recording in Poland, so the time was really crazy. Um, so anyways, this is the interview with Jakub Brzezinski that was once a April Fool's joke, but is now just a great interview about an awesome book. Uh, right. I don't think I say this on the interview. So, um, Wampa Wampa, welcome to episode 79. I mean, 97. Well, uh, uh Jakub has written a, a book and, uh, Somehow, I don't know, I miss the Indiegogo. I, I don't pay attention to Kickstarters or anything like that. And he contacted me uh, and Steve uh, like last week saying, hey, do you, do you guys want a copy of your book? And I said, yes, and also let's get you on the show. So tell us, what, what is the book, Jakub? Uh, the idea of the book is the old idea, but uh, the book is fresh. The book was just released in February. And I okay. thought about you guys, of course, because I admire your Kivecast. So this is uh, my duty to offer you the book. And it's not your <laughs> duty to, to, to know about the book. Uh, this is, I think, the first in the world book about bootlegs uh, at all. I think so, because wow. I know that, that there is a book which, which, uh, which is written now uh, by Joe. Uh, of course, but uh, it, it is not released yet. So this is the, the first book about bootlegs and the first, uh, for sure, first book about bootlegs from Poland. From Poland, from the country which was, for sure, one of the five empires of bootlegs in the 80s. And I was born in Poland. I uh, was grown up here. I was played with uh, these figures in the 80s. So I love those figures. I uh, love to collect them. I, uh, uh -huh. I started to collect them for series uh, about 2007. Then I, okay. uh, I gathered the whole complete collection, which is one of the only, I think, three complete collections of Polish bootlegs in the world. And wow. I started to post some threads on uh, forums, on uh, Rebelscam, on uh, Imperial Gunnery. And uh -huh. the guys that read the, the threads uh, encouraged me to write more. 
So I wow. got the idea to write a book because I'm a theoretician. I, I'm, I'm a music <laughs> theoretician, so I like to make theories. I like to put together some things. Uh, and I put together a book, which was an idea, and I, I was convinced it will not come to the light because it's so huge work to, to be done. But I right. bought a, a nice camera in my mobile, <laughs> I shot a couple <laughs> thousands of pictures, I edited them, and I put together texts, which was huge work for two years, day by day. Wow. And now uh, I released it on February, and on uh, November last year, it was Indiegogo campaign, which was completed, the, the goal was completed in only 31 hours. So this is, this is just crazy, this is fairy tale. it is happening. Yeah. And now I'm so happy to have it released. This is short story of the book. Yes, well, there's there's so much in there to to unpack. So I'm I'm trying to remember everything that you said because I really like so much of it. First of all, it's amazing that it is the first bootleg book. I was thinking about it, and yeah, Joe's been talking about releasing his book for years and years, um, but but you you beat him to it. So that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. I saw that you thanked him in the book. So you, you guys aren't fighting. Uh, no, I'm fingers crossed for Joe. This is a great idea for him, and uh, he is the guru. He is the god of bootlegs. Yes. <laughs> so this is just all respect to him. And we cooperated a bit because I asked a lot of collectors for some pictures for my book because, of course, I don't have every and each variant of each figure from Poland. Right. So they uh, they uh, gave me those pictures, and Joe was the last one. And it was uh, virtually a few days before the book was goes to print, and he gave me nice pictures of his collection. So they are there in my book, and uh, I hope my pictures, some of my pictures, will be in his book. So fingers crossed for Joe. Right, and I think probably most of our audience uh, has been spending the last three minutes trying to think five empires of bootlegs and trying to put together what they are. Let's see if I can name all five empires just off the top of my head and the, and the audience listening can go along. So we have Poland. Yeah. We have Hungary. Yes. Okay. Uh, I guess Brazil. Yes. Okay. I don't, Russia doesn't really count. Oh, Turkey, of course. Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, and then, and then the, the fifth. The most obvious. Most obvious. I don't, I don't know. The wall. The wall. Donald Trump. Oh, Mexico. Mexico. Right. Mexico. Yes. This yes. Is, this, All right. This is the big empire. Yeah. They are producing bootlegs right now too. So this is right. This I, is I think that's it. I don't consider them to be a vintage empire. Um, this is of, vintage. Of, they started in eighties. So this is uh, this, okay. this was on this epoch, this era. So these five empires were the most notable uh, for bootleg production in the 80s, 90s. And, uh, and Poland was uh, uh, the 35, 34 characters was produced, which is pretty much. Because in Hungary, in Turkey, it was 10, 11 characters. In Brazil, that right. was 35 too. So we are comparable with Brazil, I think. Right, thirty-five characters. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't make you name them all. I am interested in the idea that you actually you remember actually playing with the Polish bootleg toys. Yes, I remember it very much, and I still have uh, four of them in my collection, uh, which were wow. which are grails for me now. 
But of course, uh, I played with them and I regretted it because we dreamt, <laughs> we dreamt about uh, American figures, which was not available in Poland, because that was right. the main reason that it was copied. Uh, we had the movies in the Polish cinemas in the 80s, but we had no choice. Uh, and we heard about those toys, but we didn't get them in the shops. So the uh, private producers uh, tried to, to get some American original toys and copied them in, in uh, some good way or some very bad way and <laughs> sold them uh, official in Polish shops in the communist era uh, in Poland in 1980s. I bought them, many of kids bought them, and no one... Uh, no one know, no one knew about how many of them there are because in one shop you couldn't get all of them in one time. Uh, right. So only now we can put it together and uh, and count them and know how many series there were and how many producers and we don't know about all producers till now so this is kind of mystery but we know pretty much how many of the figures were produced. Okay, so so what what I'd like to do now is sort of, you know, because I have I have a fair number of these. I, we'll talk about the the history of how you know how they've been collected. But if I just take any you know as a simple example, a standard uh, unarticulated uh, unart as we like to call them, um, bootleg Chewbacca, right? So just a kind of uh, a it's a it's a piece of rubber. Uh, the arms don't move. It looks sort of like the Chewbacca toy. But usually it's a little bit warped with time because it's rubber. Um, it's a little bit reddish tinted. It's not properly colored. So how did that get from – how did that end up in a child's hand? Like do you know where it was made in Poland? Do you know the, the names of the, the companies that were making it? Can you give me an example of like the name of a shop where you would get it? How much maybe it would even have cost or what packaging? Because I don't I – have, I have like maybe seven of these and I have no idea like how they were actually sold and distributed. This is a good example. Chewbacca was one of the most uh, numbered figure. Uh, mm -hmm. It is uh, today we have uh, about 200 copies survived of uh, unarticulated Chewbacca. But okay. uh, this is uh, one of the great series, the unarticulated series, and uh, uh, is so great. And we don't know the producer. We don't know how is how was it made because before unarticulated Chewbacca there was articulated Chewbacca which was made by different producer we also don't know his name and okay. we don't know why the producers of unarticulated series copied figures uh, it was uh, for for the beginning 17 figures then it was 10 more uh, and they copied uh, these characters not not the others they just get got in hands uh, such characters and copied them. Chewbacca was very popular, and uh, I can tell you it was very well made <laughs> in comparison <laughs> for the, to the other figures. Yes. Uh, but the colors, of course, could be very, very not uh, movie-like, and uh, an articulation was not good for the kids. I, I was suffering also. Not, it was impossible to, to play with them with moving the limbs. But I loved my Chewbacca. I have my original Chewbacca at home uh, from the 80s. Oh, wow. And this is, uh, this is one of the iconic figures. So every kid uh, had to have Chewbacca, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
and Darth Vader and right. Stormtrooper, of course. So it was thousands of Chewbacca's in the shops. Into, it was sold loose, this unarticulated okay. series, uh, without accessories, sometimes with capes. And Chew, Polish Chewbacca came with cape. But you yes. have to be cautious because there, are, there, are, there is another series of uh, unarticulated figures, which was later in the 1990s in Poland. And it is called by poker cape figures and there was a Chewbacca there too but this is not the same Chewbacca this is not Kenner like Chewbacca the Kenner like oh, really? okay Chewbacca. so I'm 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 all confused here so uh. <laughs> so all all Chewbacca's in Poland came with a cape uh, no there was three Chewbacca's in Poland and one right. was articulated okay. it was without cape but with crossbow okay. the second okay. series was the unarticulated series it came with cape it was thick plastic cape vinyl cape wow and no accessories no gun no nothing it was so loose now, i've never i've never seen one i've never seen an unarticulated i mean i have the poker cape but i've never seen the other cape the other cape was for the unarticulated series it was thick brown cape with uh with some strange fracture on it uh it is very nice cape i have two of them i think and uh, it is thicker than a cape of vader or, or other figures not all figures came with cape, but Chewbacca came with cape for sure. I can remember that. Wow! And this this was wow. nice. So, this was so nice they, they would play. They would just be like in a in a bin, just sort of sitting in in a not necessarily a toy store, but like a, a grocery store. Or what kind of stores were they? Uh, this was display. I don't know how to name it. It uh, if you have a store and uh, between you and uh, uh, the lady that sells the figures it was the display uh, the horizontal display under the glass okay. and they laid all down there uh okay. figures so like, like a glass display case i see yes yes and uh and uh, you can watch them and you can choose your color or whatever you like the character and you you had to be quick because it was uh queue uh, for those figures there was the days that the, the figures arrived and uh, uh-huh. the queue was uh, very long, and uh, you have to be quick to choose your figures, to buy them, and to go away. So this was wow. kind of sport to, to buy those figures. And only, only uh, some of them were, after, after the day of arriving, uh, left. Some Chewbacca, right. some, some store troopers, some Darth Vader's, because it was very, very uh, big number of them. But the rest of characters, if you were not quick enough, you couldn't get them. Right, which is pretty much still the case. Yes. So you so so you had to pick them quickly and there'd be a line. And so is that why they were different colors? Because kids would just sort of ask for different colors and they didn't really care? Why, why do you think they were different it was colors? Two groups, two groups of kids. My uh, close friend from the courtyard uh, liked very strange colors. So okay. he bought, he bought uh, silver, Han Solos, and so on and so on. And I was fanatic of movie colors. So I, I tried to buy only the movie colors, which was not easy because there was no movie color Ben Kenobi in my city, for example, and no uh, movie color of uh, Luke's. Uh, I, I had Luke Skywalker in movie color, Chewbacca in movie color, and, and uh, some more. But... I had about 30 figures uh, those times, uh, unarticulated and articulated, and half of them was uh, absolutely not in movie color, and I regretted it very much. 
Wow, that, that that's really that's really fun. I mean, that's trying to imagine what that would be like, just sort of lining up and seeing it. I now really understand the. I never understood the colors, and so now I now I get it because you just the sort colors of, was, uh, it, was just yeah. because of uh, it was lack of anything and everything in Poland those times. It was communist era, very dark times, and right. if you yes. were a private producer, you you were um, uh, you were virtually illegal producer. You. You had to be under umbrella of something like cooperatives, which was mm -hmm. uh, official, and then you could you could produce and sell uh, toys. So they produced it from anything they they could, and they had uh, one day they had uh, green material, one day they had purple, one day they had brown, and they produced figures from what they get. So uh, there is no green Chewbacca yet. Uh, I hope if, if it surfaces, it will be very pricey. But uh, <laughs> but there is a lot of figures in very strange colors because producers get those colors in the day of production. So this is the explanation. Right, and then as so the the, the first series that's articulated. That's way more, that's extremely rare, correct? Like that's almost impossible to find? Yes, it's almost impossible because all, we, all figures we know now are in the possession of uh, black hole collectors. So this is right. very, very hard to get them and uh, nothing new surface uh, for now. So the first two series are uh, articulated. The, the first series is only Chewbacca. This is one figure series. And the second one... It's a good series. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good series to collect. And the second one is the original series of four figures. It is uh, Princess Leia, uh, Ben Kenobi, Han Solo, and uh, some people. And this is very rare. Princess Leia exists only in uh, nine. Wow. These, I think, nine, nine examples. And the others about ten to to seventeen examples from this series, and this is uh, the first two chronologically first two series in Poland from the beginning of the eighties. Then it was an then was an articulated series which was uh, very popular, so it's easy to collect them now. Uh, and then it was next series. I counted ten series from which eight was Kenner shaped. Right, and then you you were saying about the the poker capes because those are somewhat famous. Um, if, if, so I'll try to explain this for the listeners. There were certain figures, and they had these weird, like white capes with designs on them, and the designs looked like playing cards. And I remember on some episode a long time ago, I realized that on the back of Chewbacca it said AS, um, and so it said as Chewbacca. And then I realized, and I looked it up, and actually a colleague of mine is Polish, so I, I asked her, and uh, I was like, yeah, that means ace. So I'm like, oh, is it like a, a card game you were supposed to play with these figures? And uh, she had no idea because she moved to Canada when she was five. So what, what was, why were there capes that looked like playing cards, Jakub? This is very mysterious series. I made okay. a little investigation about it. We don't know the producer. We don't know. We even don't know the time that it was produced because I cannot remember those this series from shops. But in okay. the 1990s, I was a grown-up man, so uh, I didn't. I, I have. I hadn't interest in the uh, toy figures anymore. So I couldn't observe the market. But I am pretty sure it was produced uh, about the end of the 90s. And uh, the cape is, I think, stamped uh, with some uh, matrix. And 
I am uh, with this theory that it is uh, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. This is fragment of oh. some card with uh, with uh, naming the actors and the uh, characters, because we oh. had in the in the eighties we had in Poland a copies of American badges where it was written uh, Alec Guinness as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and so on and so on, and I this, see. Is, this is not the same stamp. This is not the same, but this uh, the same kind of thinking I think. So it is not the uh, the card figure as because us is in, in Poland is also us is one of the figures in the in the cards. But uh, this is, I think, part of the sentence uh, P.J. Mayhew as Chewbacca and uh, Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And my investigation led me to another thing that uh, we knew about only two figures of those series, but uh, the two caves they, that they had was, wasn't good for them because one was Chewbacca and one was Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we got only Stormtrooper and Chewbacca. So I, right. I found that we know about two figures of Obi-Wan Kenobi that are completely different in mold from the corner shape Polish figures, and it could be possibly the third figure from the series from the cape of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we have to find now the uh, Stormtrooper cape, and if you look on your cape of your Chewbacca, there is a number also on it. And we have yes. the capes number two and three. We don't have the cape number one. So the Stormtrooper cape could be the number one. But oh also, <laughs> this is more complicated because uh, uh, just a few days after the book went to the print with those theories mm -hmm. about Ben Kenobi and, all, and so on, uh, another figure surfaced on the auctions in Poland. And this is sand people, which is very similar in the material to the Chewbacca from the cape, poker cape. And we now consider, we collectors consider, it will be the fourth figure of the series. And even there is one Darth Vader, which differs from in the mold from the uh, from the other unarticulated figures. So maybe the series counts five figures, and we need to to find uh, five capes for them. It's very mysterious. And if I add uh, one more thing that. Uh, we know the stormtroopers from the series, which are which are covered with silver and the yellow paint, uh, but right. we know also about two white stormtroopers with uh, some colored dots on them, which are exactly the same mold as those figures from Poker Cage series. So this could be the the uh, earlier version of those stormtroopers from this series. This is all in in the book, of course. Uh, but not right. the figure that surfaced recently, uh, the Sand People figure, which is unique and is sensational now. So, as you can see, uh, this is very vintage uh, subject of Polish bootlegs. But it uh, it is just now happening that some figures are surfacing. For example, the AD8 figure, the robot, the total robot, uh -huh. uh, surfaced yes. in, uh, as late as 2010 on the market and it My was goodness. produced in the 80s so this is just crazy this and exists in six uh, examples only wow wow yeah so there, i mean there is a lot to get to the book i guess i have i should probably uh, be a good capitalist and and allow you to at least tell people where they can find the book uh can people buy the book uh the people 
can buy the book, but this is uh, like collectible now because it is not in official official sale. Uh, it is very limited okay. edition, and I am uh, sending it alone. This is only it can be ordered only by me, and uh, okay. you can of course write me on Facebook. Or you can visit my Instagram, which is uh, it is complicated. Instagram it's called like Star Wars Soul. Uh, because Warsaw okay. is the capital of uh, of Poland, but uh, the first S is not the letter S, but uh, digit five. So it is five okay. Star Wars. Well, this is my Instagram. We, we can we can include we can include links. I think most people can get to you through through Facebook. Okay, good. I'll, I'll yeah, get back Facebook. to more capitalist stuff later. But I'm I'm really interested in. I mean, so do you remember how much they cost? I mean, was this only for like? you know, the more successful members of society who could afford these things? Were they really inexpensive? How, how, uh, how were they priced? They were really cheap, but uh, okay. we, we didn't get much money those times, of course. Uh, the salary right. in Poland was about 30 US dollars those times in, the, in 1985, I, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. an articulated figure in 1985 was 65 Polish zloty, which was... 10 American cents, I think. Okay. And, uh, and the articulated carded figure was 440 zloty, which was uh, more than twice uh, more expensive. Uh, but still in dollars, it was very cheap. If you, if you, if you came to Poland as an American citizen in those times, you could, you could buy a lot of Polish figures. But nobody thought about this. Uh, those times. You're right. So I, and, and, I, I yeah, can so, remember that yeah. I asked my my mom uh, each week, "Mom, please uh, give me 65 zloty for an articulated Star Wars figure." So right. was was And do you, do you remember seeing the articulated series in the shops or or no? Uh, the articulated series, yeah, uh, not the first ones. I, I okay. had two figures of the first articulated series, but it was I, I get them from my cousin, I think. Uh, but right. the, the most famous articulated series, which was the carded one from the Gdańsk, from the north of Poland, I can remember very well because it appeared in 1985, and it was sold till the end of the decade. And it was displayed on the shelves, uh, pinned to the shelves with the pins, uh, because it was the paper of, of, of the blister. And it was a very nice series for us, but it was very strange because, as you know, this series uh, had only <clears throat> three, pa three pairs of limbs attached to 20 corpses. So it was very <laughs> funny to, to observe. And if you were a kid and you didn't know the Kenner originals, so you could think uh, that those toys are original with those limbs. And it was right. kind of shock when I, when I got the Kenner figures in hand, uh, uh, finally, and I could observe how, how was it in original. Right. So these series were very popular. And uh, as I said, it was 140 zloty, which was about uh, 20 cents. And it uh, it was very fragile. The the limbs went out immediately after unpacking the figure, so uh, the colors were crazy. And uh, but we we liked this series because it was movable. It was articulated. 
And then right. came, one of my yeah. Yes. Then came the, the the most famous series, which was the Lux series with four figures of Gamorian Guard, Ruiz, uh, Yoda, and the uh, ATAT driver. But it was late eighties. It was later. Okay. Yeah. I one of my favorite figures is a, a unarticulated Chewbacca, and the arm is rip, is missing. And, yes, uh, it was popular. People, yeah. the kids did it. They cut off the limbs and pin it up again with the pins. So it was more valuable. Yeah, I, I just sort of imagine just some kid being like, God, just, I got to move the arms. I got It's too much. Wow. Um, do, do you think that, I mean, you said Chewbacca is very popular. Do you think in a sort of spiritual way, is there any figure that you think is particularly Polish that like like resonated more with Polish kids for, you know, the society they lived in or the culture? I don't think so. It was uh, with uh, Polish kids. It is. It was some link in the society in Star Wars movies because the adult uh, movie girls uh, were linking it with the situation, with the political situation in Poland because we had the empire, the bad empire of Russia uh, right. on the border. And we were under their their feet. Uh, we were we were uh, under behind the iron curtain. Uh, yes. This situation politically was comparable for us. But the figures, no, the figures were just pure joy for kids to play with, uh, to have Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and so on. And uh, spiritually, I don't think so. Maybe spiritually was the <laughs> the situation of the, uh, the giving three pair of limbs to the twenty characters. In the, <laughs> yes. uh, this this was the Polish spirit. This was really Polish <laughs> spirit. To <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just shortcut for them to make only three pair of limbs uh, and the colors uh, the painting of the figures was uh, polish in spirit because the painters the, the, there was women usually that uh, was were painting painting the the ready figures out of the mold and they didn't even see the movies they just Painted whatever they like on the. <laughs> so you have the Chewbacca with green bag, with white bag, with uh, silver bag, orange bag, anything. The eyes could be uh, bigger or smaller, and and so on and so on. So this is Polish spirit, uh, but it is not connected with any spiritual thing. I think here. Okay, although maybe the the famous Return of the Jedi poster with uh, Darth Vader's head blowing up. Uh, maybe that is representative of the communist overlords uh, being overthrown. I, I yes. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm stretching. <laughs> I love this this poster, and this is uh, another thing because we had in Poland in the 80s great school of uh, poster makers of uh, of art posters. So each and every movie that came to the cinemas, uh, were equipped with the art poster made by a, a professional poster maker. And this one is just great. I don't know from where was the idea. If you can, uh, if you can see there is in the blowing helmet, it is only also the parts of the camera there. So this is the wow. idea is, is just crazy. And I don't know if the poster maker 
if he's seen the movie, but the idea of the poster is just great. Not not many connection for the Polish situation at this, those times. Right. This is just just fun. This is just joy, and this is great. This I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's nice too because. You know, there's a lot of negative sides to communism, but there's also a lot of support of art schools. So I, I think I think you can see at least on some level that the the art is being supported uh, in those posters. Again, maybe I'm I'm, I'm making too much of a stretch. Yeah. So as far as as far as currently collecting, so I haven't bought a Polish bootleg Chewbacca in probably since you've been collecting them. I mean, um, back in 2005. Basically, you had to either buy them from John Alvarez or Joe Iglesias, and they were all around $80 a piece. And then out of nowhere, someone came in and started flooding the market with more of them. I don't even, that might have even been you. I don't know. And they ended up going down to $40 a piece. Um, what, what do you think if someone's listening and they just want an example of, a, of an unarticulated Polish, uh, any, any figure, what do you, what do you think they should uh, be prepared to spend? Uh, I can agree. They uh, they grown up with prices very much recently. Okay. Uh, uh, also, some people are, are saying that uh, my book will cause some price growing. Uh, yes. I don't know it is the, the main cause, but the, of course it will be bigger interest. I I can stick to the sentence that I heard from uh, uh, from Steve Sunsweet. He said that uh, the price of the figure is uh, as big as the buyer can can give. So right. there are a lot more buyers on the market now. A lot more people, far more people that are interested in Polish bootlegs. And I think Polish bootlegs are still underestimated, underpriced. Because if you compare it with the Turkish and with this Hungarian bootlegs and Brazilian bootlegs, they are very pricey right now. And Polish bootlegs still are not as high as they are. And if you compare that, the, the, for, for example, iconic figure of the Turkish figures, which is uh, Blue Stars, which is Blue Snow Trooper, there is a yeah. lot of Blue Stone Troopers in the market. And they are now priced of $1,000, $2,000 each. And uh, some figures in uh, of, of Polish series are, are very rare and are under this level of price so i think we can expect the prices will go higher uh in next few years and they are high today unarticulated figure figures are not so high still uh you can buy them for for 30 40 50 bucks but sometimes of course if there is a rare color variant you have to be prepared for a couple hundred of, of dollars but articulated right. figures are more pricey, and uh, uh, the, especially the rare, the, the, the first articulated series, and the Lux series is uh, uh, very pricey. Uh, you can buy incomplete uh, um, Yoda, for example, for 200 or $300 now. But if you can find a Yoda's cane, which is completely rare, and a complete accessor- accessories of Yoda, so you have to be prepared for uh, maybe $2,000 for complete Yoda. Okay. <laughs> this is, wow. this is a, but half of this is the cane. So you can imagine right. how rare is it. So th- this is kind of those kind of prices. 
I'm I'm not sure if there is a, a complete list of prices of Polish figures because it depends no. on the on the collectors. If some collectors right. want badly some figure, they offer very insane prices. And there are also some figures that are very popular characters like Boba Fett. Uh, right. You can imagine uh, any Boba Fett produced in Poland was very popular and big in number. But mm-hmm. Boba Fett is icon. So on right. eBay or other auctions, you can find uh, auctions with couple hundreds of dollars for for very popular figure of Boba Fett. I don't think so. It is uh, it is a good price because uh, those figures are, are not selling on those prices. Right. There are too too many of them. Uh, so right. this, this is just the popularity of the of the character. I think. Wow. Well, I I am really looking forward to getting the book. Um, you told me that I have to share it with Steve, but I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll, I'll share it. With Please. Him. But uh, but again, it's and it's called it's called Far Far Away. Okay, and at that point, we just started talking about Bach. So, if that interests you, uh, track down the original episode. Uh, Until episode 98, which will hopefully be recorded at uh, Celebration Chicago, Uh, this is uh, Sky on behalf of the not-here Steve saying, Wampa Wampa.